Hello and welcome to Rianne's Naturescope. I'm the host, Rianne. For this project, we have paired up with Deep Cove Heritage Society to help build their archives. In today's episode, I'll be comparing me and my interviewees' experiences growing up in the Deep Cove outdoors. For this episode, I interviewed Wendy Bullen Stevenson. Wendy grew up in Deep Cove and she spent most of her time outside. She now owns a studio down in Deep Cove on her parents' old property. Wendy currently works with Deep Cove Heritage Society on the visual arts. What is your favorite outdoor activity? But I do uh, I do hike a lot of the trails of Stanley Park, and and the West living in the West End as I do, there's lots of beaches to walk, and, you know, nice places to go to parks, and I'm getting to know I want to get to know every park, in uh, every trail in Seymour Park, uh, in Stanley Park. So so there's some wonderful trails there. So swimming was we did uh, when I was growing up in Deep Cove from May the 24th, the minute. The May the 24th, we just didn't even ask. We just we were in our bathing suit the whole summer, kind of, and off to the beach. Our life in the summer was definitely focused on the beach. So that sort of covers question one, I think. We climbed. We had our own climbing rock. Uh, well, two big climbing rocks. On I lived on Summerside Lane, and we had one on Cove Cliff, which was one block over up the hill. It used to be quite rural, and uh, there were a few houses, two or three up there, but not not a whole streetful. And um, so we used to climb on that. And the one next to me, uh, through the bush next to me, three lots over, that was all bush. It wasn't didn't have houses. And then um, there's a big rock there that we used to climb on. And so there was something just beyond Quarry Rock, which we did go to, but uh, not not just on a regular day. My favorite outdoor activities are hiking, mainly around Mount Seymour, biking, and paddleboarding. Do you have any good memories of the Deep Cove Outdoors? Yep. Myrtle Park wasn't built until 1961. And and in our neighborhood, we were really mad that they were taking down our trees because that was our forest. And in that forest, we had a stream and there was a, uh, a pooling of that, which was over by the bridge. That used to be uh, quite a big flooded area. And we used to uh, ice skate on that in the winter. So we had ice skating. Uh, we had that through the year for catching frogs, amazing frogs, you know. And we let them back, but it was fun to catch them, put them in a bottle, watch them for a day, and then put them back. But that place was overrun with frogs. It was wonderful. You go to hear, going to sleep at night, you could hear the frogs. My uh, favorite memories and uh, the memories I can remember are um, at recess in elementary school, we would build forts using fallen branches. Uh, We'd lean them against trees. We'd also collect some moss and leaves and use that as the flooring. I also remember this one year in elementary school, I got a green rain jacket and uh, we would always play manhunt and I was never found and I would just hide in some bushes. I also have many memories from summers of spending it outdoors and being outside so long that 
the time you would come inside is when the outdoor lights would turn on and it would start to get dark, but even then you would sometimes still stay outside a little bit longer. What do you think is the biggest threat to our outdoors? Well, I'm thinking now of Cory Cory Rock, and and I think that overpopulation. I mean, we love the fact that tourists are there in terms of revenue bringing in, but um, it's a. I think that they have to have some quotas about going in on a certain day and maybe a phone in. I don't know because that then requires somebody to to uh, make sure that nobody's going in without permission or something. But yeah. but um, anyway, maybe. Maybe things will calm down after COVID. They'll sort of forget a bit that, oh, you're going to Deep Cove. Oh, honey's, Honey Donuts and Cory Rock. Yes. You know, like um, I know from my involvement with the Deep Cove Heritage Society, I'm on the board of the Deep Cove Heritage Society now, and I've done since 16, I've done the displays in that unit until COVID came out. Then it, I wasn't going to the Cove because uh, I don't drive and I'm not willing to go on the bus. But, um, because uh, I don't know if you remember, the first first deaths um, in, of COVID deaths were in the Upper Lynn Valley uh, home there. What's it called? It's not called home, just uh, care care facility. And I think, okay, I'm not going on the bus with the workers, the caretakers on the Upper Lynn Valley bus. You probably go on the Upper Lynn Valley bus, right? Uh, I haven't, ever since COVID, I haven't really ridden any buses recently and I walk my life is only where I can walk to which is lucky my my legs are good right now and they have been during COVID and I my daughter lives in Kitsilano so I walk across the bridge quite often to Kitsilano Uh, I was using Kitsilano pool with her and her grandson and and husband last uh last summer because uh, they have it very well uh, you phone the day before and they only let certain people in and you're in for an hour and a half and you've got a six foot square they've got them all painted out on the, whatever so it was a safe place to go and I hope to be able to swim there again this summer but um, yeah so I only do what I can walk to right now as well so uh, but maybe maybe things you know maybe people won't I think as a film um, as a film site you know people like who was it that said oh I love, you know, and it gets in a magazine. Um, I love honey donuts, honey, honey donuts. And I think, oh, you know, hopefully people will forget about that because we would like to go on occasion. My daughter's a coffee drinker. I'm not. But we would get off. Usually I would get off if I was alone and walk across, um, uh, walk around across, um, what do you call it, uh, Myrtle Park. But she wants her coffee. So we'd go to the cove and she'd stand in that giant lineup to get into honey donuts and um anyway yeah and so and 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 i i understand the quarry rock trail is is uh needing a lot more maintenance and it's being worn down and and, um in terms of uh conservation you don't want it to be exposed to more people than it can healthfully maintain so that's a threat meaning uh Oh, and I did mention also what's a big threat to the outdoors. Um, it's not really a threat to the outdoors, but it's just, it's taken away Cove Beach, which is the sand, not having sand and not having lifeguards. Yeah. So that's all I have on my notes on that. I think that um, 
you know, new buildings and infrastructure is uh, definitely uh, causing a lot of destruction of the outdoors and reducing the outdoors. Um, I find that there's a lot less of forests and habitats and environments um, because of the need for both space to build new infrastructures and also to use what they can find in the outdoors as resources. So um, different stuff in the land and uh, wood from trees. Do you think more people have grown to enjoy nature over the years or grown less fond of it? I think it's more, especially during COVID. Everybody's outside. Yeah. And I think people who who hadn't been outside for years, even I, have been... Uh, right now, I've got a bit of a sore hip, um, um, a ligament that's torn. But um, anyway, I um, even I have been outdoors usually every other day, at least every other day, if not every day for most of COVID. And I have, you know, three walking companions. I just rotate around. They're, they're also like, uh, they're singles. So they're minimal contact with other people. And uh, same as my daughter she works from home her husband works from home their child is being homeschooled no contact with the outside world except for groceries I don't do groceries my neighbors do my groceries for me every Tuesday and so I'm not I'm not in many public spaces so but I think more people and I think have been reintroduced to nature and realize how much it how much it makes them feel good and maybe they'll even realize they'd rather go for a walk in an inspiring place like Stanley Park than going back to some closed in little place where they do this on their bikes or something like that you know and uh, that it feels better to do whatever walking and exercise outdoors than in a congested little exercise place but anyway so but uh, the answer is more I have definitely discovered uh, that more people have been outside recently, um, and I think it's due to COVID-19 uh, and being indoors all the time. I remember at the start of the pandemic how so many businesses closed down and so many people had to work from home or just didn't work at all, and um, I remember feeling enclosed in my house and feeling like there's nowhere to go because there really wasn't and I think it's not just me but others have found that just stepping outside the house for a little bit to get some fresh air or go on a hike or a walk around your neighborhood it's just so much better for both the mind and the body and I think it's that's the reason why I've seen more people outdoors recently but with new technology compared to back then, when you grew up, um, there's more tech and it makes kids stay inside more. You know, they play video games, they're on social media, they just, they're all connected to their phones or other devices and they don't see what's right in front of them and the beauties of nature. Interview, she shared her experiences growing up in the Deep Co outdoors and also many memories. I was able to compare her experiences with my own of growing up in the 2000s. I 
noticed more of her experiences focused around enjoying what's right next to them. Whereas nowadays, due to more infrastructure and less outdoors, I've grown up with more of a trail and park-based experience. Thanks for listening, and make sure to stay tuned for more episodes to come.